think with, with any startup business, all you need is you need confidence to grow. And that confidence comes from increasing sales. If the whole process is made easy, you are going to grow as a company and as a business. And that gives you the confidence to then invest. Welcome back to the Kelly Lumber Podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand and style expert, who's on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people daily to take action, to do something different and just show up as the best person that they aspire to be. Are you one of my five a day? I love getting all your messages, those that screenshot having listened to one of the podcast episodes and said, wow, this was a great takeaway. Or maybe you were just inspired by something that you've seen somewhere else and it's just made you do something different today. If you haven't already, come and say hi at Kelly Lundberg Official on Instagram. And if you're not on Instagram, what about LinkedIn? Come and say hi. I'm spending a bit of time there just now, really enjoying the different connections and just the different ways to communicate there. So drop a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already and let me know how you're getting on. In this episode, I speak to Erica Doyle. Now, she is the champion of the zero alcohol revolution, which is happening here in the UAE and the founder of Drink Dry. Now, for those that have maybe followed me for a while on social media, know that I'm partial to a rosé or four (laughs) at the weekend. And I was really super curious to learn about the brand, the fast business growth and the target market, which is not who you think it might be. Drink Dry is the UAE's first and only premium non-alcoholic drinks marketplace. And the idea came from Erica when she decided to give up alcohol as she was really keen on starting a family of her own. And she goes into detail about this and you'll hear that she's got this huge unwavering passion and motivation for this zero proof drinks. And not just that, but it that it tastes nice and and it doesn't make you feel like necessarily you're having so many calories or you're something that is just just doesn't taste nice. She focuses on quality, customer service, and they really believe, and I say they really believe because it's uh, magazines have, have nominated her and, and her customer service. Customers have told her um, that that's what's brought the success and recognition over the past 12 months. So I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. So let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Erica. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. We are going to be talking about something I'm actually really excited about for a number of reasons. One, because let's say it's alcohol related, but it's also (laughs) non-alcohol related. (laughs) And for anyone who follows me on social media, know that most weekends I have a glass of rosé in my hand and, and I am partial to one or two glasses by the pool on a Friday. But that is is not what this is about. And um, I think it's only right that you start with a little bit of an introduction and, you know, your backstory and just kind of introduce yourself to the audience. Okay. Um, So my name is Erica Doyle and I'm the founder of drinkdrystore.com. And we are the first and only premium non-alcoholic drinks marketplace actually in the whole of the GCC. And it's a real, you know, it's, it's a project of love and passion and, and it's personal to me. I gave up alcohol probably six years ago uh, for family reasons. We, we, me and my husband wanted to have children. And one of the things that we were advised to do to help us, you know, conceive was to kind of have a bit of a 
change in lifestyle, exercise more, drink less, eat better, you know, give up the Friday night cigarette and all of those things, um, which we did. And, and it kind of, for me, when I gave up alcohol in 2015 in the UK, it coincided with the whole of the cash re beginning to creep up out of the woodworks. You know, the brands like Seaglip were coming up. Um, some craft breweries started brewing some kind of non-alcoholic beers that were a bit of a hit and miss, but it was, it was coming. You know, it wasn't just your bad reputation, non-alcoholic products that have been in the market for absolute decades and everybody hated, but would drink it only when they were designated driver or something like that. Um, but the category was becoming something new. And we were the kind of the guinea pigs of that, I think, in 2015 in the UK. And, and it, it was great. You know, uh, I, I discovered my favorite non-alcoholic wines during that time. I discovered my favorite non-alcoholic spirits. And it was made pretty easy for me as a consumer to continue enjoying my life, my social life, having people for dinner, going out, picnics, you know, all of that kind of stuff that you do where possibly alcohol is a part of it. Because, you know, yeah. we are so food and drink as a culture in the West. It's so centered around the, the ceremony of eating and drinking and, and you know, it what gives us a kick, right, in our social time. So I was allowed as a consumer to enjoy all of that uh, with my non-alcoholic drinks. Mm. And then um, and then in 2019, me and my husband and, and, and my then two girls, we moved to Dubai. And I always say this, and it was literally like traveling back in time. I remember going, uh, I remember going to the supermarket here in Dubai and, and standing in the drinks aisle and not seeing any of the products I was used to seeing in, in the UK. None of them. You know, there was, there was nothing available for a non-drinking adult who had never been a drinker of soft sugar drinks and, and, and pop and any of those things, or even juices. So it so for me it started from a frustration as a consumer I felt not catered for, and I once I started talking to people and friends here in Dubai I realized that I wasn't the only one that there was actually a lot more people who were wanting to have an alternative to booze. But it just sounds, wasn't it sounds so bizarre in a country <laughs> like Dubai where access to alcohol in general is not that easy you know it, yeah so you think that it would it, it just it's bizarre that it's not so there's a, a huge untapped market from the obvious reasons which are cultural but yeah. you know we were talking about the aspects of that is not the 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 biggest part of your business in terms of it's not just cultural aspects of what maybe why no. people don't don't drink or why they buy your product for example I think you know uh we, we've now been in the business for almost a year and we're really really getting to know and we got to know our customer we speak to them I think if any of my customers are listening 99% of them will have my mobile on their whatsapp and they send me pictures of their <laughs> drinks and you know we exchange pictures of our kids and things like that and you know we have a lot of customers so it's it's, it's you know a lot of work goes into that, but it's, so we get to know our consumer and, and what has become really evident and clear to us that I would probably say about 50% of our customers are non-drinkers, whether it's uh, because, uh, I don't know, uh, somebody's pregnant or religious reasons or health reasons that they cannot drink for a period in time or whatever it may be that they decided that they cannot drink or they've been told they cannot drink. 
But the other 50% of our consumers are are drinkers. Uh, They are simply moderators. So, you know, at the weekend, like yourself, they enjoy a couple of glasses of wine by the pool or they go out with their family and friends and and booze and alcohol is still part of it. You know, it's part of their social uh, life. But then other parts of the week, maybe during the week or they have busy lifestyles, they are young parents to children, they have demanding jobs. They work out, they have, I don't know, some sort of fitness targets or generally concerned about their wellness, you know, Mm. about their hormones, whatever may be the reason that they are moderating. So they would then go alcohol free sometime of the week. And that's where our drinks come in so beautifully to kind of service that demand and need for people who are looking to give it a break. And it's something that I've noticed about your products compared to, you know, having been in the Middle East and, and going through that experience where you look in the supermarket and it just looks fake and it doesn't look real. And it's just like, what's the point? It's a zillion calories. It tastes horrible and it looks fake. So what, you know, so what's the point? Yeah. Okay. I call these products and drinks imposters into the category where you take, a, you take an average quality uh, apple juice you put a lot of sugar into it and you bottle it in a champagne style bottle, okay? And you you then sell it for a, a very kind of premium price. And then- Premium price is champagne. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, the only way where it goes, it's customers being disappointed. Mm. And so I'm, you know, I, I my husband is in, in drinks industry and has been for the last 25 years. We as a family have a, a business in, in drinks industry. So drinks has always been uh, part of my lifestyle. My, my own personal um, professional background is actually history and politics. So I worked in, in, in Whitehall in London, nothing to do with drinks, but it's always been part of my everyday life, you know? Yes. So I'm, 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 a, I'm a snob when it comes to wines. I'm a snob when it comes to spirits and, and beers and all of that stuff. So when, when I set out to find premium non-alcoholic drinks the bar was set super super high you know there's a reason why there's only 30 products on our on our platform not 150 because we are super strict in what goes on drink dry store because i feel like one of the best things that we now have from our customer is trust so if we put out a new product it people trust us to try it it still may not be their favorite wine. They still might go back to the one that they've been drinking up until now, but they trust us to try it because they know that the quality of the product will be superb. So if you are thinking about, you know, what does a non-alcoholic uh, sparkling wine taste like? It tastes like a non-alcoholic Prosecco. It should not taste like a sparkling apple juice. It should taste like a non-alcoholic Prosecco. It should be dry and crisp and you know, our, our Prosecco is 100% Chardonnay. So th- there is a, a snobber element in it that it has to be super, super high quality to, to be considered premium non-alcoholic drink. And, and are you getting everything made here in the region as well? No. So the way we've kind of, so I probably spent, um, I'm going to say almost 12 months finding and looking for these products and trying them. So we source our goods from everywhere. Uh, we source them from the UK, Germany, uh, France, Belgium, Spain. We now got some goods coming from Australia for next year, Canada, America. We look out everywhere. You know, South Africa is, is the best, if you like. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 
yeah, we, we, we try to make sure that we, we don't limit ourselves to only just Europe or, I mean, there's nothing available in the Middle East, so we have to look out. But we, we go globally and see what's available. And, and we do really rigorous tasting with it. We try it. And if it's good, then we do another tasting session and another one and we'll get people's opinions. And only then the product kind of sticks. It's been so interesting seeing, you know, the the business from the social media perspective, because that's where I first kind of heard about you. So you've got a great PR team. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm curious to know, you know, what, you know, as much as you said, I know you came from the the, the drinks industry. Did you have a business before? This is your first business. Am, am I right? This is my first business. So my own professional background uh, has always been kind of politics, you know, government work. Um, but my husband has been in the drinks industry for a long, long time, owning his own business. So it's always been part of part of my life. Yeah. Um, and then this is my own. This is my first uh, business adventure. First, first, first business adventure. But is it, this is the fourth baby, or is this was this yeah. in between the second <laughs> or third baby? Is this baby number three? And and because you've got three kids, it is, it is, it is. So I've got I've got three little girls. I have a, a four year old, a three year old, and a six month old baby. Um, and she was kind of she slotted in halfway through the drink dry journey. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's I think drink dry is number three, and then my 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 last one is number four. Okay, so we'll go, so we'll go into the 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 launching a business whilst pregnant because that is just a whole new ball game. But just on that sort of marketing front, then so so just to take a step back there, like you know, how did you how did you get the product to market? Like what what what's been the best strategy for you? what's worked well what hasn't worked and look you know like with anything we we are a new business there hasn't been a business like ours before so there hasn't been a product like ours before in the market so we had no uh we had no previous sales history of anything to go by you know i don't know if you were bringing a new ketchup brand into the market right you look at how many bottles of heinz and other brands is selling in the market and, and where you at least can then kind of build a pretty accurate business plan. With ours, we had no idea a lot of the, what we've done. So the business plan that we 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 wrote and we gave this is yeah, this is going to be our bible. Um, last October, by about March time, we had to by about January time, we had to rip it all up and restart again because we launched that e-commerce platform middle of December with the grand total of five products. So we had a non-alcoholic beer non-alcoholic sparkling wine and three non-alcoholic spirits and by I think by the second or first week of January we were air freighting the goods in from Europe because we simply sold out you know Amazing. so uh, we, we were approached uh, I think 10 days into trading we were approached by one of the bigger retailers here to start supplying them directly which again we didn't have in our plans because we didn't think that the the, the b2b side you know would take on quite so quickly so in January, we thought, okay, this, the demand is much, much, much bigger than we um, initially thought. Um, and the consumer base that is what we call them sober curious consumer is much, much bigger than we thought. So then we thought, okay, well, this is the kind of strategy and this is the route we're going to go from now on. And then again, by I think two months down the line by March, uh, our sales were uh, tripling month on month. Literally, I think in September we had the, the best. Every month has been the best month yet from, from the <laughs> e-commerce, from the e-commerce side of business or, or, or any B2B sales that we do. So it's been a lot of learning as we go. Yeah. Um, of course, by now we we know which products uh, sell the best because there's just a wider market available. So let's say our uh, our sparkling prosecco 
that's our bestseller. We, we simply can't get enough of the stuff into the country, you know, because A, it's, it's a great product that we can collaborate with other brands. You know, everybody, everybody's happy to have a glass of Prosecco any time of the day, whether it's 10 o'clock in the morning, oh, yeah. a business <laughs> breakfast, you know, or, or whether it's a girl's night out or a date night or whatever is the reason. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Some, some of the products, you know, we shipped in and we think they're super amazing. Maybe they've been too, too expensive. They've been too high, high, highly priced. But again, that comes from the fact that the brands who are currently operating in the non-alcoholic space, they're new brands. They're, they're mostly founder-led businesses that, that started three or four or five years ago. They don't yet have the economy of scales that the big drink companies have. So the product is premium. The product is still niche. The product is still expensive, you know? Yeah. So we, we've had a lot of learnings in, in the last year. But I think for us, uh, the, the first phase of growth was very much organic. We, we, we had no budget for any marketing or, or anything or PR or marketing. It was, we just wanted to see how it goes. And, and it just grew exponentially organically, word of mouth. We didn't have a budget for media buying or anything like that. So was that just a case of when you say word of mouth, like going to your friends and talking to no, your friends? No, no, our customers talking to other people. You know, it, it was somebody would place an order with us. Uh, and how then, would they see that order then? So if there was no marketing, how would they see the order? So Google, it, it all came from people looking. And this is what I said to you, like the demand was there. It just wasn't service. People were looking for non-alcoholic drinks. So they were marketing in Google Absolutely. going, we were to buy non-alcoholic amazing so it it wasn't it wasn't us putting out anything you know any kind of paid media on social platforms because we didn't have the budget for it we were a new company with with very limited stock even you know in the country but people were finding us organically our direct traffic to our website was unprecedented our conversion rate was unprecedented because people who landed on our on our platform were the people who were going to buy so if you looked at our kind of sales and, and direct traffic and conversion rate in the first few months, uh, I mean, any e-com business would die to have that. So interesting. So just <laughs> to go back to basics. And, and that's it. you know, again, it's, it's the kind of things of what people are searching. I actually done a previous episode with um, SEO expert Don, and we talk about sort of how to utilize as a SEO, but what are people searching for? And then Often people yep. get really carried away with, you know, unusual names for their businesses or or whatever it is. And it's like, keep it simple. What is your audience actually searching for? Because the work will be done for you in, in the beginning without you actually doing anything. Yeah. So there are a lot of like things like that, that as a new business, you can utilize, you know. So if you invest a little bit of money into an SEO, there you go. Off you go. You're onto a great start. And I think with, with any startup business, all you need is you need confidence to grow. And that confidence comes from increasing sales. So if you see that the business is growing organically and the customers are super happy with the quality of the product you are selling, they are super happy with the concept, they're super happy with the service, the whole package works for them. You know, the whole experience from the moment they think, I wonder if there are any companies in Dubai selling non-alcoholic drinks to the drinks landing on their dinner table three days later or next day, if the whole process is made easy, you are going to go as a company and as a business. And that gives you the confidence to then invest. Mm. Because I think it's really difficult. You know, you might have a great idea that you are passionate about. You think that it's an amazing business idea and 
all those other things. But you need a little bit of time to get that confidence in, okay, we're now going to invest and now we're going to go bigger and better and, and bolder and get more people on board. So good and and really, um, really good tips there. There was something else that you'd said, which when I started my business, I really noticed. And I think for anyone else who's looking to start a business who has started a business, often where you think the revenue is going to come or what you start doing, it evolves so much. And you'd said that you hadn't even encountered potentially the B2B. And, and when I first yeah. started my business, my very first business, the styling business that I had, my original plan was to target hotels and speak to tourists because that's what I saw the gap in the market I hadn't even factored people that lived in Dubai as part of my <laughs> business and that became so people get really caught up in this sort of business plan you know like and you said you ripped it up after like three months because you're like well it Absolutely. didn't go that way but you have to be and I think that's one of the that's one of the nicest things about being a small startup, you know, where you can be so pragmatic and you have to keep your mind open and not think that you know everything or you know best or simply sometimes just go with the flow, go mm-hmm. with what your customer is wanting. If you see that, you know, a particular product is selling so much better than you anticipated, invest into bringing another product like that. You know, maybe, maybe you're not even a fan of that product or that service or whatever it is that you are selling. Yeah. But if the market is looking for it, go yeah. with the flow, yeah. you know, go with the flow and, and being pragmatic and kind of not fixating on the mistakes that you make because, boy, we made a lot of mistakes, you know. You have um, to. <laughs> yeah. And, and we do. But, you know, the best thing that we do, we have a weekly team meeting and we kind of openly go, well, this worked this week amazingly. So we're going to focus on that next week. And this was absolutely shambles. So let's, you know, write it off put it to bed and move on. We never talk about it again. We just move on and do whatever we, you know, we think works. What have been some of the skills, um, if any, but I, I assume there are of kind of being mom and balancing the, the, the sort of the family demands, but also the, the business demands. Is there, you know, because you started a business with two small children where people, I, I speak to a lot of women that are like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. The perfect time's coming or once they go to school or, you know, so any sort of tips or things that you can share with someone who's sitting there going, I'm waiting for the perfect time or. Don't, don't. The time is never perfect. Uh, I think wait for the, it's okay to wait for the perfect opportunity, you know, not jump into it just because it's the right time. I I want to do something. Uh, There's no harm in being a little bit cautious. You know, I wanted to start drink dry. The plan was to start it before, uh, before the pandemic hit. And obviously when it did happen, we had to to apply brakes on it and just wait it out. And we did, Uh, we waited for six months and then we, 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 we started the whole thing again. But I think my advice would be, there's never a right time in anything. You Mm. just, of do it as long as you set your mind to it and you know I if I said to you that as a mom of three very small kids that I don't struggle I would be lying yeah um I think we all do whether you have kids you don't have kids you have a job you sometimes don't there's always that natural struggle to it that you know I I get mum guilt all the time if I stay at work a bit later or I have evening meetings or maybe sometimes my weekends are taken up by doing something work related of course I'm 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 ridden with guilt but I think it's not letting it become the thing you wake up the next day and it's a new day Mm. maybe yesterday you didn't spend enough time with your kids 
So be it. Today you will. Maybe yesterday you spent too much time with your kids and you didn't do the work that you were supposed to do. So be it. Today is a new day. So you start again and you do better or you you shift your priorities, you know, and, and women are amazing in general. You know, we are definitely multitaskers. I can have 20 different things happening in my head and I can kind of juggle them all at the same time. So don't beat yourself up. Just always look at what you're good at, you know, and and actually in terms of the business advice, I, I was really lucky earlier in the year to get a an amazing mentor from FMB industry here in Dubai, who um, you know, I was I was really nervous to begin with that somebody would kind of take me on as a mentee and and how is it going to work. And you know, I was expecting almost somebody to tell me I have to be tougher, I have to be better, I have to be more business motivated and more business minded. And and in fact, what the biggest learning that I took away from the last six months that um, the person's been mentoring me is be you. So I'm super sociable, personable person. When I meet somebody, whether it's through business or a fellow mom at school, I'm, I'm, I'm just natural. I like people, I talk to them. And I do the same in my business. For me, business is personal and I'm okay with that. If somebody's not okay with that, that's their problem. For me, business is personal and I build connections through through that, you know, in, in my business, not just in my personal life. No, that aligns perfectly with personal branding and the whole aspect. So, you know, you are your brand at the end of the day and, and people buy into, you know, you, your story, why you do things. And, yeah. and that's your secret sauce. And there's no no shame into it. I think, you know, if if you are different to me, if you are more like tougher and more business focused and you're a different character, be that as well, because that's you. That's the true you. You won't get tired doing that because that's you. You'll get to the end of the day and go, amazing, I had a great day because I was me. And if you are super personable, be that because that's also you. What, what does a typical day look like for you then? You know, balancing that whole the mum hat, the wife hat, the work hat. The, the, so, I mean, are you up super early? You know, do you fit exercise in? Like, Phil, tell me what it looks like. I try. Look, I try. You know, yes, my days start, do start early because I do have small kids. So I think by about 5.30, I'm, I'm up and, and ready to start my day. Um, I, I have to try to fit in exercise, whether I can or not. And, and you know, exercise for me comes as, that's me time. That's for me. Uh, it levels me. Um, my mind can be sort of going a million miles an hour sometimes. So if I start off my day, even a couple of times a week with quite rigorous exercise class, that helps me stay leveled and kind of a bit more calmer and, and focused. So I, I really try to do that. I like to have breakfast with my kids where, you know, we, we just talk about now, you know, what we're eating, what we're doing. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm there. I'm try, I try to be present for my kids and with my kids. And that's sort of between probably six and seven o'clock in the morning. Um, and then we'll do the usual, you know, school run. There's some screaming probably in the background, some lunch bags flying somewhere. You know, the usual stuff. You're always a bit late or a bit early or second traffic. And then coming into office, I think, with a startup, we're, we're only a small team of three, you know, full-time people. We do everything. One day can be uh, fighting fires where maybe deliveries went wrong yesterday and we all have to kind of put our usual day-to-day tasks and we all have to make that right and we have to make it happen. Some, you know, a next day, 
you've got your accountant coming and you have to put your commercial hat on and, you know, look into numbers and really try to understand where your business is going commercially because that, that is the core of everything, right? And then the next day you think, okay, what's the plan for, for, for next year? You know, what are the new products we're bringing in? Because yes, people love these products, but they will be soon wanting more and different. So then, then all of a sudden you are sommelier looking at uh, tasting notes of different wines and you're trying different things. And, you know, and then the following day you have, I don't know, you have your PR and you have your marketing uh, team meeting where that is all brand new to me. So even the terminology, you know, I'm having to kind of learn on the fly, uh, really try to keep up, uh, try to understand what's happening. It can be really exhausting because when you're doing something that is new to you, you're not just doing it, you are learning it, you know? And and then and then another day, you may just simply put time aside to learn a new skill that is required in your running a new business because you, you can't possibly have all the skills required. So you have to teach yourself and you have to invest time into learning and not be ashamed to say to your team, hey, guys, you know, I'm really going to spend half a day today looking at my management accounts and trying to make sense of it because, you know, I spent half a day with my accountant and I thought I understood, but I don't. So I need to go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's OK. So it's, it's really varied in terms of the business point of view. And this is what I really, really enjoy, that it, no day is the same, that it, it varies very much. What what's the biggest skill that you've learned recently then? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> um I think definitely uh, definitely putting my commercial hat on and really understanding um it's one thing being, you know, the the face of the brand, the having the passion for it, mm-hmm. having the enthusiasm, you know, I could sit here with you for for five hours and and absolutely bore you to death about what's happening in the non-alcoholic drinks industry. And that would be so much fun for me. But I have to then also think this is a business. This isn't, uh, you know, a a little side fun project that I'm doing. I have people who work for me who I'm responsible for their livelihoods. You know, I'm responsible for, for them. So I have to make sure that as a business, it succeeds and we grow and we we are profitable, that we can employ more people, we can give back to the community. So putting the, the, that kind of business commercial hat on and to sometimes make tough decisions that you don't want to make, but you know it's the right decision for the business, um, that's tough. That's something I've really had to kind of learn. Um, I think that's been the biggest learning for me. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple more questions and then we'll sort of wrap up on that front. Um I'd love to know, is it the sparkling that's your favorite drink or um, <laughs> what's your go-to? And do you just like always have one in your bag to take around to people's houses and stuff? Like how does do. it work? I do, I do, I do. You know, we had a, we had a, a lovely event yesterday with uh, some sort of uh, fellow brands that we collaborate with and uh, they had an event and they were serving our sparkling wine and they phoned me, I don't know, a few hours into it and said, you know, we're running out panic we're running out people are loving this you know can you send some more so kind of to make it happen quickly I literally opened my my own fridge and just packed up everything that I had in the fridge and, <laughs> them. and yes the sparkling was the majority of it yeah. um for me just you know I, I've always enjoyed champagne and prosecco when I was drinking so that would have always been my go-to favorite product um, and I think it's just such a good quality drink. So yes, my favorite there. But again, different uh, occasions require different things. You know, if I'm having dinner with my husband and we set the dinner table, we put the kids to bed and we're trying to make a date night out of it, then I will happily share a bottle of wine with him. Uh, or if it's a 
Friday afternoon by the pool my husband might have a, a beer and I'll have a, a gin and tonic yeah nice um right my my last question is misconceptions about the industry or um sure there's a few what would you like to go do you know what this is this is not true or misconceptions about what it is that you're doing misconceptions in in kind of in F&B business or misconceptions in non-alcoholic drinks industry? Maybe, maybe non-alcoholic drinks, I think. Um, I think the main misconception is that it's a trend, that it's a fad, something that mm. people are doing, you know, and it's not going to stick, that it's a, it's, it's a way that we're kind of riding out and then there's a definite end to it, you know, that it's a placebo effect, uh, that, it's, uh, that it's not worth doing. Yeah, I think that's the main... And, and it actually comes... It doesn't come from the consumers. It comes from the industry itself. Yeah. It comes from the drinks industry itself. So, you know, all the big boys and girls who have been in the drinks industry for, 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 for all of their lives, they are taking time to, to appreciate that it's going to stick. And I always compare non-alcoholic drinks to, to uh, meatless burgers, you know, to, to vegetarianism. Years ago, when, you know, if you went uh, vegan or vegetarian, I'm sure if there are listeners who are listening to this and they've been uh, vegan and vegetarian for decades now, they'd be the people who remember being always asked, why? Why are you not eating meat? Why? What what do you eat then? You know, all those kind of questions that people who are now non-drinkers or or moderators get asked, um, but it will change. And and it is a misconception because if you look at the, the biggest growing uh, trends in the drinks industry, it's not alcoholic. Yeah. It's not uh, an alcoholic category. It's not the beers, it's not the wine. It's everything that is non-alcoholic. And, you know, I have a real kind of good understanding of where it's going. And you look at the big boys, you look at the Diageo, Panaricard, Bacardi Group, they are all uh, investing heavily behind the closed doors, trying to come up with the next big brand in the non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, if if Heineken are investing it, if Stella Artois are investing it, if, you know, I, when I was in the UK in the summer, there's Gordon's, there's Tanqueray, non-alcoholic gins. That isn't for fun. And that isn't just a, a, a trend. That That is here to stay. That's really interesting because I didn't think that would be the answer. So I love it. <laughs> where, where, can, where can those listening buy what you're, you're offering? <laughs> Where's the best place? So the, the easiest and the fastest way is to visit our e-store, so drinkdrystore.com. Um, we offer same-day delivery if ordered before 12 o'clock. Um, the drinks arrive chilled and ready to be enjoyed. Um, and, and we deliver everywhere in the UAE. We offer free delivery um, over, I think, 330 dirham threshold. Um, it's now the month of sober October. Um, so I think that's a really good uh, time for people to explore. And by no means, you know, if you are somebody who enjoys your alcoholic drink, by no means uh, are, are you not the person who should visit our e-store. You should because we have some amazing drinks for you to try and see what you think. Um, and then you can also find our drinks uh, through Amazon, Noon, Choitrum Supermarkets. Um, okay. We just uh, released yesterday on, on one of our blog posts and all our social media, um, the kind of definite guide to Sober October. So we now partner up with, I'm going to say, over 50 different venues in Dubai where you can have, you know, ladies' night that offers us sparkling wine or family brunches or some amazing restaurants for date night. 
So if you are looking to go out somewhere and have a, a, a booze-free night, um, you'll definitely find somewhere there as well. I love it because, you know, I'm, we'd be very much in that camp of the weekends. I enjoy having a glass, but yeah. fitness, fitness for me over the past sort of three or four years, more so in the last couple of years, has become really important to just, you know, you talked about it yourself, waking up, making sure that you go to you, the gym. And that for me is what makes me be able to help and serve and, and just support other people. And I notice the difference and whether it's an age thing, I don't know, but <laughs> on the days that, you know, I, if I've had a, a bottle of wine and I, I don't, and, and I want to be the person that gets up and goes to the gym. Cause I know that that helps me go through, but I also right. want to be that person that goes, well, I'm not coming out. Yeah. And, and, and this is where... that's the alternative, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I went out last night uh, with, with a bunch of friends and I didn't get home to probably about midnight. And because I, I didn't drink, I did drink one of our drinks. You know, I had a couple of bottles of sparkling wine amongst us, uh, non-alcoholic sparkling wine. But I got into bed at midnight, but I was awake at 5.30 again with no hangover, with not nothing in sight of, of last night. I just yeah. got on with my day, like yeah. nothing happened. I love it. What an insight. Well, thank you so much for your time today, inspiring us all with, you know, not just the business journey, but, you know, bringing to market something that has been missing in this region and beyond for a really long time. So thank you so much, Erica. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and listening to the episode today. Were you inspired? What was one takeaway that really resonated with you? Head over to Instagram. I love to hang out there. Kelly Lundberg official and drop me a DM. Tell me the best part or even better, screen share it, share it with a friend and inspire them too. We are going weekly and it's all down to you. Thank you so much. Reviewer of the week left this message easy and inspirational listening kelly has an infectious style which brightens your day from luck scott thank you so much please keep leaving those ratings and reviews on apple podcasts or following on spotify it really does make a massive difference and remember be inspired and keep following those dreams <laughs>